0: live to tape
1: welcome to millennial season three episode 45 i'm andrew
2: i'm elisa and i'm laura
1: already nervous we're racing against the clock because laura's having deli- <laughs> groceries delivered <laughs> supposedly in an hour and a half but it's looking like it might be sooner right
2: yeah so we were just getting ready to start i purposely set my delivery window to be between nine and ten and i just get a notification crystalline has started your shop and i'm like oh fuck the, the Publix is literally five minutes away from me
1: hmm. there's
2: no way it's going to take that long
1: well, now that we warned listeners, you can go away if they show up before we're finished. and That'll then you... probably make
2: everyone happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Well, I mean, like, what, Like, what? it can't take long to put away your groceries.
2: No, I'm not so much worried about the groceries coming. It's more that I don't want to interrupt the show to go get them. That's... You know what I mean? Like, I got to go to the door and greet her and stuff. That's
3: fine. You just have to take us with you, though. So it's...
1: Yeah. Do you want me involved? to pick
3: up my iMac and like carry
1: yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. It it connected
3: to Ethernet.
1: Well, then perfect. <laughs> I hope it's a long cable.
2: It is actually. It's like a twenty-five foot cable, or okay. can be.
1: So. You, you can you can turn your camera on and bring it over. <laughs>
3: That's not happening. It's just but we're okay. just gonna surprise bitch your delivery person. <laughs> <laughs> or Ask her, her if clue. she's
2: ever had sex in her parents' house.
3: Yeah.
1: So Elisa, even though you weren't on the show this last week, I don't want to let you off the hook for this. We all want to know if you ended up having sexual relations at your family's home. You told us a couple weeks ago that you're debating it. So did it happen?
3: Uh, It did not. Not at my family's home. No. But I'll tell you, it wasn't because I had any morals or values. It was because I ended up getting my period like (laughs) the day before we go. And like... Listen, I'm not against sexual relations on my period necessarily. It's more that um it's kind of it can be a messy affair and it's not something I wanted to to do at my parents' place. Um I will say though that we did have sex at his parents' place cuz my period ended like the day after Thanksgiving, so we were down the clown by the time we got up to to his parents'
1: And were you like nervous? Were you like trying to be extra quiet?
3: Oh yeah, it was miserable because we like <laughs> because it was like midnight or something, and I'm like, all right, hey, what's up? How are you doing? And he's like, no, it's only midnight. We have to wait at least another hour. I'm like, what your parents your parents gonna sleep at like ten o'clock. What are you talking about? He's like, no, we just have to be extra safe. I need to know that they're in like. Like, the middle of their REM cycle before we can do this. So we ended up staying up late and kind of, like, sleep-depriving myself just so we could do it. But it was worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it.
2: Elisa, what is uh, Brian's parents' email address? Just asking for a friend.
3: Uh, Absolutely fucking not.
1: (laughs) At gmail.com.
3: Yeah, that's it.
1: On After Dark last week, Elisa, we had a a discussion about Christmas music. I had to pull teeth with Laura and Matt. Do you enjoy Christmas music now that we're in December? Like, are you listening lots?
3: You know, I don't listen to it on my own. I never pull it up. But if it comes on, like when I'm at the store or if it comes on the radio, I'm not going to lie. I'll get down to it.
1: Do you have a favorite Christmas song?
3: Uh something by metallica i'm sure <laughs> of
1: course but no
3: i'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, i like the trans-siberian orchestra and they do a lot of mm. fucking awesome christmas tunes and if no one if you guys haven't heard of them before they, they kind of mash up classical music with rock and roll and they have a whole christmas album called like the lost christmas eve it's fucking awesome so you should everyone should go check that out that's kind of my favorite christmas music By I've noticed that I've gotten into it more the older I've gotten. When mm. I was like 15 or even like 20, I was just way too cool for Christmas music. I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck this shit, whatever. Like, fucking Tool, Metallica. But like, <laughs> as I've gotten older, I've I've just embraced like my old lady side and yeah.
1: yeah. I don't ab- embrace it outwardly, but inside, I'm like all warm and happy. But like, if I hear it out in public, I just act like you know I'm too cool for this.
3: Yeah. Oh, definitely. You have to do that. But when you're alone in your car and Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas (laughs) is You comes on, you know I'm going to sing to it.
1: Right. Have you heard the Christmas classic Dominic the Donkey? What? You haven't either? Okay. Thank you. And for the record, I heard from people over the past week saying they have heard the Christmas classic Dominic the Donkey. That's how it goes. Listen to it after what? the episode.
3: Yeah, you heard it. What the fuck just happened? This
1: is, this is. I hear this on the radio. I hear it all the time.
0: Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, la, la.
1: Okay, it's real.
3: Wow. The, did he say the Italian Christmas donkey?
1: Yeah, yeah big in that's, italy or that's something. really
3: important it adds
2: some additional context for sure <laughs> um andrew it's okay if this is your favorite song Isn't you don't, you don't have thing. to lie about its significance <laughs> for that to be okay i mean it's no. 2017 we can be whatever we want
1: no the, the only reason it's become a thing is because I, I i was just trying to remember christmas songs and i've heard this one on spotify so i i asked laura and matt because it's one i don't like and they were like we never heard of this and i was so surprised and i'm surprised surprised elisa hasn't either but okay
3: no never in my life but wow what can i say you had a better childhood (laughs) yeah right
0: (laughs) uh
1: meanwhile over on patreon.com slash millennial elisa you released something pretty legit
3: yeah, I was, I'm pretty excited this finally happened after like a couple months of talking about it. I finally posted a, a tour of Chickahominy, um, the house that belongs to my family where all of that weird, creepy ghost shit happened. The house where the four of us played Ouija and very nearly died, um, that house. So there's a full 30-minute tour. I was trying to keep it under 20 minutes, but I just couldn't. There's a lot of history. There's a. I wanted to show everybody... The rooms where things happened in. So Mm -hmm. I tried to, like, you know, retell some of the stories as I'm giving a tour um, to refresh everyone's memory and they could, you know, put a room to a story. So I did that. It took 30 minutes. I took everyone around the whole house and I think it turned out pretty well. Um, I also have a part two of this video coming in the next few weeks. And that's where I take everyone up into the attic the oh, attic God. is a place that not even most family go up into uh so that's gonna be part two of this little chickahominy tour series fuck that i didn't
2: even go up into the attic yeah jesus <laughs> I, I... are you sure you're still like alive or you have you been possessed uh, the so i'll be chickahominy
3: <laughs> So when I I took this, I took, a, I took one video tour back in the summer and it ended up being like an hour long. It was way too long. It was shitty quality. Um, So I just scrapped it. This time, though, because it wasn't summer, there was nobody there. So I actually made my boyfriend come with me to the house and stand outside for the entire half hour that I'm recording this video because there are some parts that were really creepy. Like I'm zooming in on on some of the photos and old paintings that I talk about and that got real creepy for me when I went up into the attic I was having flashbacks of like this door that constantly flies open by itself and I that gave me heart palpitations so that got real creepy um it wasn't it was not super fun (laughs) being in the house alone but it it was fun. wow I think it turned out well
1: it did. I, I watched it earlier today. It brought back unpleasant memories, but I still remember it all like it was yesterday that I was there. So good job with the video. And I'm, I'm dreading. I mean, I'm looking forward to part two. <laughs> the <added Yeah>. tour. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, Zach is listening live right now. He says today is my birthday and I am now a quarter dead. He wants a old fashioned shout out. So happy birthday, Zach.
3: Happy birthday, Zach. Yeah, hey, happy birthday. Congratulations.
1: Don't say you're a quarter dead. I assume that means you're 25 years old. That's You're younger than all of us, so you got that going on.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm like um,
1: 23, Andrew. <laughs>
2: I you? will say, you know, I think it's easy sometimes to get stuck in a rut, um, especially being a millennial and going through everything that we go through. Um, I'm getting ready to be 29 in a couple of weeks. So I'm like staring down the barrel at 30, but actually my life is better now than it has been for the vast majority of my twenties. So it actually really does get better. (laughs) It really, really does.
3: And we didn't think it would for Laura, but
2: (laughs) I didn't think it would for me either. Three years ago, I spent the vast majority of my time curled up behind like, stacks of books about linguistics in the fetal position (laughs) sobbing to myself i'm not joking those get better
1: and now here she is a a homeowner she has (laughs) a she has a relationship that she puts all over social media makes me vomit from joy oh like you've
2: never done that go fuck yourself
1: of of course i have and regretted it later but i'm happy for you
3: (laughs) well thank you Laura's the most legit of the entire group. That's at this point false. No, it's not false. I mean, <laughs> I'll false. agree with
1: that now, but next year I'm hoping to buy a place and then I can yeah. go toe to toe with Laura again. But yeah. you're still yeah. below us at least, and I'll just well, continue
3: to backslide. That's fine.
2: And hey, Andrew, you can uh, you can get fucked over with me since the Republicans are getting the. Uh, the mortgage interest exemption on Oh,
1: sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: It's a great time to be (laughs) live. I don't have to worry about that (laughs) because I'm not going to own a home ever. (laughs)
1: Uh, All right. Well, uh, before we get into some news, we're going to do Surprise Bitch here at the top of the show. And we're going to call Allison in Pennsylvania. Hello. Hi, Allison. Yeah. Hey, it's Hillary surprise, Clinton. Surprise,
0: bitch!
1: Oh, damn it. Surprise, bitch! It's Millennial! <laughs> Hello? What? Hey, it's Millennial! I'm
0: getting surprise bitch
1: again. <laughs> oh, did we already call you? <laughs> Wait, yes, when, you
0: did.
1: When did we call you? Uh,
0: back in the summer.
1: Oh, well, you filled out... The, I don't know. I have you on the list and I didn't... Okay. Should I just hang up on you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to.
1: How's it going in Pennsylvania? Are you heading home from work?
0: I am. I actually am.
1: Have you ever had sex in your parents' house?
0: Yes. How'd it go? <laughs> Thank you.
3: Allison, coming to my rescue, because these I two mean, won't... I still live with my parents,
0: so...
1: Oh, I see.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't really have much of a choice.
1: Mm-hmm. And do you have a boyfriend? No.
0: So, I do have a boyfriend.
1: Does he, does but he,
0: thankfully, we're trying to move out right now, so.
1: Oh, good. Does Does he live by himself?
0: He lives. I mean, he lives with roommates, but he doesn't live with his parents.
1: So. Okay. What What is your favorite Christmas song? I don't know if you heard the recent After Dark.
0: I did. I heard that one from last week. Uh, I I have, I have a question myself for Laura. With that, does she hate Joy? Because like I love Christmas music. Yes.
1: Laura hates. Did you do? Joy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. H- have have you um, he- heard of Dominic the donkey I have okay maybe it's a like a New Jersey Pennsylvania thing
0: it could be <laughs> I remember it because I believe the first time I heard it was from one of those like emails that got sent around back in the day I think Andrew was the one sending you that email <laughs> could be who knows
1: and actually, um, in After Dark this week, we're going to be talking about our favorite, like, delivery on demand apps. Do you have any apps besides, like, the straight version of Grinder that you rely on?
0: See, I live... I, there's not really a lot of apps that really work in my town. Like, Uber doesn't exist, really, or Postmates. So I can't really use any of that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the closest Which big sucks. city to you in Pennsylvania?
0: Um... I'm about an hour away from Wilkes Fair and an hour away from Williamsport, which are the biggest cities that I can think of that are the closest.
1: Oh, okay. But how far is, like, Philly?
0: Philly is about two and a half hours, depending on which part of Philly you're going.
1: Oh, okay. To. Got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well, so, um.
0: Pretty far. Hey, pretty uh, much in bumfuck nowhere.
1: <laughs> well, uh, thanks for picking up again. And, uh, Thank thanks you for, for
0: calling su- again. Thanks for
1: your support again. And um, stop filling out the surprise bitch form multiple times. And maybe we won't call you again.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna happen, Andrew. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like your honesty.
1: Have a good night.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas to you too. Bye. Bye. I don't. I don't know what happened. I mean, uh, I'm going in order here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I. Th- uh-huh. I think she filled out a form twice.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Calling fake news.
2: Whatever, (laughs) whatever works.
1: This is the type of people Trump talks about, the the illegal voting, the illegal surprise bitch duplicate, duplicate entry.
3: You know, every time we have a surprise bitch call and we go to hang up, I instinctively go to hang up on you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And I I catch myself at the last second from just (laughs) cutting and running.
1: You wish this was ending sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a
3: likely excuse.
1: So let's move on to some news now. What's going yeah, on, Laura?
2: Speaking of people who are cutting and running, um, <laughs> it is, it is as Andrew said in our doc, a Merry Muller Christmas. We should come up with a – we should write a Christmas carol about this.
3: Maybe you would actually like that, Laura. Is this like the one Christmas I song would. That you would enjoy? Oh, my God. I would sing it with joy. I would be <laughs> like Ebenezer Scrooge at the
2: end of a Christmas carol. And just carry that joy in my heart all year um but anyway so michael flynn uh the former director of the nsc i just had a mental blank he was trump's uh national security Security. advisor okay Yeah. yeah so uh flynn has pled guilty for lying to the fbi about contact with russia's ambassador uh, this is from the New, York, the New York Times. They said, Mr. Flynn's discussions with Sergei L. Kislyak, the Russian ambassador, were part of a coordinated effort by Mr. Trump's aides to create foreign policy before they were in power. Documents released as part of Mr. Flynn's plea agreement show. Their efforts undermined the existing policy of President Barack Obama and flouted a warning from a senior Obama administration official to stop meddling in foreign affairs before the inauguration. So this was a big deal. This happened on Friday. Uh, I know that everybody in my personal life was singing and dancing and freaking out. I kind of wanted to get y'all's interpretation before I move on.
1: I think we knew that Flynn was going to be in trouble. I hesitate to get very excited about any any news like this until something actually happens. I mean, do we want even Trump to leave because if Trump has to leave, let's say, let's call that the best case scenario, it means Pence is in, which isn't necessarily exciting. But it is nice to see justice finally start to be served here. Uh, Comey tweeted something to that effect about rolling rivers and justice rolls on. <laughs> right. Yeah, I th- I think it was definitely big news. Um I'm excited to see what comes next, especially what Flynn is going to share with Mueller.
2: Yes. Um, And it's worth mentioning that Flynn cut a deal with the FBI and has agreed to testify against Trump, members of the Trump family and high ranking members of the administration. Um, There is also a very senior member who is referred to in the, the documents released as part of Flynn's plea agreement. Uh, And this very senior uh, member of the administration who directed Flynn to discuss a United Nations resolution with the Russians is believed to be Jared Kushner, which is, I think, the big bombshell for a lot of people. I think Kushner is somebody who has been um, suspected of being involved with these talks for a very long time. So this is kind of an example of Mueller turning over rocks and finding other bits of evidence that he might not have necessarily been looking for in his investigation. Were you guys surprised about Jared?
3: I wasn't necessarily surprised. I think wasn't there some controversy with this though? Like Brian Ross, um, the reporter got into a whole bunch of trouble because he kind of misreported some sort of detail on this point.
1: Yeah. So what had happened was he had reported that Flynn was prepared to testify that that Trump as a candidate had instructed him to reach out to the Russians. That's that's the part that that is that we now know is not true. They had taken that back um, Mm -hmm. and and Ross was suspended. And uh, just today, Monday. ABC News held an editorial call and ABC News president was pissed that they screwed up because they're handing Trump ammunition, fake news ammunition.
2: Right. What does that have to do with uh, it potentially implicating Kushner, though?
3: Well, I don't know that it does have anything to do with it other than the fact that it was Brian Ross who first reported that as well. And so it's sort of Uh... muddied. So it sort of muddied the waters, and now, and now folks are a little concerned, you know, what's really accurate here and what's not accurate here, because Brian Ross reported both things. One, that Jared Kushner might be implicated, and two, that President Trump himself might be, might be implicated, only the latter of which has been substantively um, disproven, that, that Flynn did not say anything like that about President Trump himself or candidate Trump. So, But the Jared Kushner involvement is now sort of being questioned because it came from the same source, Mm. if that makes sense. So I think, to answer your question, Laura, I wasn't necessarily surprised. I do think that wherever this investigation does or doesn't go, whether folks are exonerated or whether folks are implicated, either way, it's going to involve people at the very, very top of the administration. There's no way in my mind, this investigation will unfold without anybody without anybody at the top being involved in some way for better or for worse exonerated or implicated uh because the people who ran the campaign were those people so you can't have an investigation about obstruction of justice and potential collusion with another country um that revolves around a campaign and not have the chief executives of that campaign involved so, the fact that Kushner or anyone else for that matter in the White House might be brought into the investigation doesn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise anybody but I think Andrew's right. Flynn being indicted um really didn't necessarily uh, it that one really didn't didn't shock me at all I didn't really. I didn't really have any emotional reaction to that one way or the other, because I think we all knew that he was on his own sinking ship over there. Yeah, I am curious, though, to see if and how his cooperation with the investigation leads to other folks being brought in.
2: I think it likely will, because yeah. he's only been charged with one count. So he clearly had something that was good enough to give to the FBI to lessen uh, the the repercussions of what he did. Um, something else that I wanted to discuss was, and I hate to say this, I hate to mention Trump's Twitter, but there is a lot of stir going on right now about Trump potentially implicating himself on Twitter over the weekend um, and potentially lining himself up to, um, to to basically admitting that he obstructed justice. So he tweeted over the weekend that he had to fire Flynn because he lied to the FBI. This led to people being like, but wait, Mr. Trump, you said in January that Flynn misled you about his conversations with the Russians about sanctions. And then a couple weeks later, you asked then FBI Director Comey to let the Flynn investigation go. But now you're saying, or at least implicating, that you knew you had to fire Flynn because you knew he lied to the FBI. Yeah. So Trump's legal team has been trying to clean this mess up. Uh, And at one point, they even claimed that Trump himself didn't write the tweet but the, one of his lawyers did, but then they admitted on Sunday that Trump that Trump knew that Flynn lied to the FBI in January when he claimed that Flynn was fired for misleading the administration. So, yeah. there's a lot of talk right now of being like, okay, if you if y'all are gonna lie, like lie well,
1: right? And I, this <laughs> is the right. same idiot lawyer who's talking about his case out in public at a restaurant. When the New York Times is sitting right next to him and overhears it, I mean, this doesn't seem like a very smart lawyer. So it's possible that it's true that this dumb lawyer didn't uh, did write this tweet for Trump. Um, there's also been some debate I was seeing about would a would a lawyer actually use the word pled instead of "pleaded"? Be, apparently like like using that particular word um, uh, "pleaded." is a must do in the lawyer community instead of the word pled. So the, the people are latching onto that little tidbit as well as to whether he actually wrote this or not. Of course it wouldn't surprise any of us if if Trump implicated himself like that no. you know he, he he's such an idiot on Twitter.
2: Yeah, and I mean the other thing is ultimately we remember going all the way back to what was it February when Sean Spicer said that all tweets are official statements from yeah. the president so yeah. if your lawyer needs to issue a statement by the way this isn't a white house lawyer this is trump's personal lawyer um so if your lawyer needs to make a statement on your behalf i don't quite understand why they
3: would need to do it through your twitter channel they don't they don't that's complete nonsense I, I, the, the lawyer clearly fell on the sword here and did so in order to i think uh get trump out of trouble I mean, that, (laughs) I don't, it doesn't make any sense. A lawyer's job is to protect you and to defend you from legal repercussion. Why in God's name would a lawyer, a lawyer of this caliber, mind you, he's clearly intelligent, clearly knows his stuff if he's representing the president of the United States. How are we supposed to believe that a lawyer of that caliber would craft a tweet effectively admitting (laughs) to obstruction of justice how are we supposed to buy that and i no one no one does really i can't imagine that anyone does like i'm sure there are folks out there but you know for the people sitting here like that's that's lunacy that's a lunacy and it's an insult to our intelligence to think that we're actually going to buy that the only reason that even happened was because they were scrambling to try and and cover up a really dumb move on trump's part
1: is it too late? Can they walk this back? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think you really can walk this back.
2: I don't think they have to, really, um, because that sort of leads into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is that Trump still has eighty four percent support among Republicans. Mm. As long as he has that kind really? of yes, as long as he has that kind of support, wh- what do we think that Republicans in Congress are going to do?
3: I'm just curious. I'm not. I'm not questioning this or anything. I'm just curious. Like, if is this like a recent poll?
2: Yes. Let me pull it up for you. Feel free to keep talking. I, I
3: thought I, that it was. I I thought that it was declining down into like the fifty percent, or something like that. But maybe, man, I don't know. Maybe he. Well, his was,
2: national support is pretty bad. Yeah, is
3: bad.
1: Yeah. And and I think you know, we haven't really spoken much about the taxes because they're still. A, largely up in the air. But um if this tax plan is as bad as many people are saying it's going to be, I can see those Republican numbers taking a slide because wait a minute, we voted for Trump and we're not getting tax breaks. But um but yeah, I mean uh, look, I at my every Republican I know who has supported Trump at any point in his campaign are still supporting Trump today. They they and I think, look, to play devil's advocate, I think if the tables were turned here and uh, okay, we probably wouldn't have somebody as crazy as Trump. But if if we had a questionable candidate, we would probably try to support him as much as possible, especially if we were so vocal about him previously.
3: I do think I see. I think that's the key right there is is how vocal folks were. I know I do agree that all people on all ends of the political spectrum are biased and everyone is as as a matter of human nature has a tough time admitting when you were wrong but i i do think that that the case that we're presented with here is so extreme mm. that at least speaking for myself i would have i would have jumped ship a long time ago yeah. i mean i i for example was and remain a big fan of barack obama if Bar- if a tape of barack obama came out with him talking about or admitting to sexually assaulting and sexually harassing women if that tape came out i would have jumped ship i would have said fuck this guy you know i wouldn't have wished ill on him or anything but i certainly would not have supported him for public office and that is that's that's a deal breaker to me that's disqualifying and I think that you're right that a lot of people overlook a lot of things when there's a candidate that that they like. But you know, Trump, Trump, his he is so extreme and so insane that I have a hard time believing that everyone would just do this exact same thing for anyone that that yeah. wasn't Trump. I think he has a cult of personality, and he gets away with a lot more than anyone else ever would. Because it's it's such a personality based following
1: that that's a great point. And it's also like just today, Trump endorsed Roy Moore very strongly. and Washington Post shared um, another yearbook, I believe it was today uh, from somebody who was in a relationship with Roy Moore while she was 17. Um, that she was okay with at the time uh, But you know he signed another yearbook and, and you know this comes the same day that Trump strongly endorses Roy Moore And yeah if like this was Obama And we were looking at all this evidence I would be like what the fuck Why are you endorsing this guy But this is what Trump and other Republicans Are willing to do They're they're willing to drop, d- drop Their moral values In order to fill the Senate With votes that will go their way
2: before we move on, I wanted to play a little a little prediction game. Uh, who do we think is next? Who's going to be implicated next in Mueller's investigation?
1: I feel like Kushner is next.
2: Yeah, I think he's definitely the obvious next choice.
1: And there's only one reason he's hung on for this long. I mean, this guy doesn't have proper security clearances. He doesn't seem very intelligent. Um, he's hung on because he's the son.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. You know, family first. So, how about you, Elisa? Do you have a guess?
3: I don't know. I <laughs> I think, I, I, I feel like the odds are there's going to be some people probably implicated that just aren't huge names as well, just, you know, folks along the way. I mean, there was that one guy with Papadopoulos,
1: Papadropolis
3: papadropoulos um i you know he wasn't really a big name until the news broke about him so i think there's going to be folks like that probably will be up next my guess is that if anyone at the very top is implicated they're probably going to come last you know they're going to save they're going to save like the grand finale for like the end right um that's That, I mean, I have zero legal knowledge or experience. It's just my guess is that they would try and build a case slowly and steadily up to that point. So probably folks that were, that we might not have heard of might be next.
2: Oh, Elisa, I found clarification on that poll. Okay. Uh, So it was from Gallup um, and it was posted the week that Mueller was named. Uh, to lead the special investigation uh-huh. and then it did dip a little bit down to 87 uh, percent after or jumped up to 87 percent after it was revealed that Donald Trump Jr. was revealed to have written I love it in response to a Russian offer of dirt on Hillary Clinton um, and then late in November it was down to 81 percent.
3: That's it's still surprising to yeah. me that that it would even be you know over 70 to be honest with you
2: Mm -hmm. i agree i read that earlier and i was like what the actual fuck but then like andrew was saying i think about every single person that i know who voted for trump and i don't know a single one who isn't still steadfastly in his corner
3: yeah and you know i think a lot of it is a lot of it really is about not wanting to have ownership over something like that. And it's just, it's a psychological effect more than a moral one. I think it's, I think it's very much human nature not to want to admit that you're wrong. And this cognitive dissonance that people are experiencing between realizing, hmm, this doesn't, this doesn't quite sound right. This gentleman over here sounds like he doesn't know what he's doing. Versus, yeah, but if I say that out loud or even admit it internally, then what am I saying about myself as someone who was unable to predict this and to see this?
1: Yep. All right, on to some lighter news now. I don't know if you guys watched the most recent episode of Downton Abbey, but Prince Harry has announced he's engaged (laughs) to marry American actress Meghan Markle. She was in the show Suits. And uh, along with this engagement, we found out she is leaving the show's suits. Um, so I think we wanted to talk about this because there are a lot of people around the world, especially here in America and obviously over in the UK, who get very excited by any royal news. We love the royals, as evidenced by the success of Downton Abbey when it was when it was airing. Went off the air a couple of years ago, but it was a big hit. Um, how did you guys react? Did you, did you go get... Uh, tea and crumpets did you wave British flags what did you do
3: nothing oh I'll be honest with you when I first heard the news initially I I I couldn't have cared less about it and it, it took a few days for me to actually start reading up on it and googling things and caring I've never really followed the the royal family much at all um but this one did sort of i'm not gonna lie i was sort of interested in this one there's a few reasons for that i mean one of it is just you know i'm just genuinely i'm just curious i think it's 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 cute to see to see prince harry marrying somebody for me i was a big fan i mean i say fan i was like you know 10 years old but i remember princess diana and how much of a game changer she was um, and she was, and, and when she died, it was a big deal. It was devastating. My whole, f- my fucking family lost it. They bawled their eyes out for days. So part of it is just, you know, kind of watching her legacy and her children grow up and get married. But the other part of it is that uh, is, is who he's marrying. Number one, Meghan Markle is American. The last time that a Royal married an American was 1937. Um, Prince Edward married, uh, the American socialite uh wallace simpson and there's been movies made about this shit marrying an american particularly back then is a big deal that's that's fucking taboo for the for a member of the royal family um and again last time it happened was 1937 and prince edward had to give up the throne in order to make that happen like he they were he was like people told him no you couldn't do that she's american are you fucking stupid um so to me, there's a sort of history to this that makes it intriguing. The other part of it is that Meghan Markle is biracial. And so having, um, a notice will be more diverse. Royal family also intrigues me. And I find that interesting too.
1: Mm. And, and he has unfortunately taken shit for, uh, dating her because of that, which is right. Sad. For both reasons. Yeah. Um, People love the royals because I think I think because it gives them somebody to look up to, to admire. They are kind of this perfect family who who live that glorious Downton Abbey slash the crown life. It people people just love looking up to royals. They're like on another realm realm. They're they're just like higher powers. And even though they don't really do anything besides bring a lot of good to the world, Uh, they're just just people to look up to.
2: I thought it was... was really cool that in order to get to know each other, they went to Botswana together.
3: Yeah, that's true.
0: Why?
2: That's such a... I don't know. It's just, it's so romantic. Like, they spent... They didn't, like, spend that much time together because they're both busy people, and so... He apparently was like, you want to come to Botswana with me? And they went and apparently like roughed it there for a week so they could spend more time together. I think it's
3: nice. It's such like a royal thing to do though. Like I don't or a celebrity thing to do at the very right. least. Like no one's third date is let's go camping in a jungle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's like that's, that's so unique to that circumstance. But I agree. It's pretty cool. The other part of this too is that because megan markle is like not royalty herself and because she has no kind of upbringing uh in this capacity um you know she's formed a certain independence and strong-willed nature on social issues that's usually pretty taboo as a member of the royal family like i'm sure you guys know that members of the royal family don't really take stances on political and social issues Um, or it's, it's pretty rare that they do. Um, they certainly do not chime in on like, you know, members of parliament and things like that. But Meghan Markle is an activist by nature, apart from being an actress, she's always been an activist. Um, she's a, she's a United Nations ambassador, um, particularly strong on women's issues and women empowerment. Um, a very strong feminist. And she's spoken out a lot against particular elected officials, and particular policies, including being very pro-choice. And I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not she bites her tongue moving forward uh, or whether or not she just goes rogue and says, fuck it, I want to say what I want. Yeah. I hope she
2: does, you know, and I don't know. I think, and I guess I just have to wonder, is the same amount of pressure going to be on her as it would be on... Uh, Kate Middleton that's William's wife same yeah Um, would the same amount of pressure be on her to sort of uh, bite her tongue and appear to be like palatable to the public in terms of what the royals would think that looks like Um, because obviously she you know Kate Middleton is the presumptive queen right I have that right yeah
3: Basically, I mean, okay. I don't think she can be queen, but yeah, I think oh. you're, you're you're right that she's like the heir. Her husband's
2: gonna be the queen or the king.
3: <laughs> no, <her> husband's <laughs> gonna be the queen. You got that I right.
2: See, you can tell I don't know shit about this. I'm stretching really hard right now to try and like do
3: this.
1: Yeah, well, oh, um, you're pretending to.
3: Yeah, I'm trying. Would hmm. you guys marry a member of the royal family? I mean, knowing knowing all like the burden that it comes with not being able to speak your mind being expected to wear very particular things like uh it's reported that that members that female members of the royal family like can't wear anything that's strapless or spaghetti strap they ha- they basically they abide by like a very strict catholic school um dress code Like, would you would you still marry into the family knowing every all the rules?
1: No. And and on top of that, there's no privacy. The paparazzi are going to follow you everywhere for the rest of your life. And I think time and time again, you hear from these celebrities who who say one of the most challenging things is the lack of privacy. So, uh, look, uh, love is love. The heart wants what it wants. They fell for each other. Megan, I'm sure, never dreamed of marrying into the royal family. Uh, but And she knows what's facing her. But you know what she also loves? She loves redheads. And there's no going back now.
2: I would never... At least I could never see myself going for somebody like that to begin with. And that's not to, like, shit on them. It's just, like, I'm not attracted to that kind of lifestyle so i I feel like it would be difficult to jive with somebody who came from that
3: but what Uh, if your boyfriend what if what if tomorrow mark told you surprise i am royalty (laughs) and how what would you do then i mean i'd be pretty down
2: i think (laughs) Because well, because if he's royalty, he's Jamaican royalty. And like fuck yeah. I wanna go to Jamaica.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That's a pretty sweet deal. Honestly, like Jamaica, yeah, over United Kingdom. I mean the weather alone. The food. The food. Yeah. Sounds great. (laughs) Anyway, that was it.
1: What else is going on in the news, Elisa?
3: So did either of you guys ever watch the TV show Smallville? Nope. No. It was a really big popular show for a while. I never watched it either, but there was an actress from that show. She starred in the show, Allison Mack. She basically played Clark Kent's sidekick on the television show. Apparently, she has been found to be a member of a growing cult whose primary tenant is the enslavement of women. Um, Most notably for men's sexual purposes. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. She has reportedly recruited over 25 new women to this cult and she's considered to be a quote master in the cult. The only person who's above her is like the cult leader. Um, What is, I'm actually Rainier, Rainier, um, Keith Rainier is his name. He kind of founded this weird fucked up cult, but she's recruited 25 people. She's basically like second in command at this point. And all the women, the 25 women that she's recruited all report to her and they have to be branded with a hot iron with her Uh, initials. What? Yeah. They're branded with a hot iron with her, with, with her initials. She gets to tell them to do anything that she wants Uh, anything that she wants and some of the things have included keeping to a very strict diet they are only allowed to eat between 500 to 800 calories a day they have to fast for 12 hours of the day no matter what Um, they have to exercise to keep themselves in shape they have to sleep with keith rainier whenever she tells them to um they're not allowed to have contact with outside members anyone who's not involved in the cult. Uh, it is super fucked up, and the cult, by the way, is called DOS. They believe that that is short for a Latin term, uh, but it stands for Dominus Obsequius Sororium, um, which is Latin for master over the slave, over the slave women, master over the slave women, uh, and this cult apparently kind of siphoned off from a self-help group. And I don't know how to pronounce this, or if there's a full name for it, but their abbreviation, the self-help group, is called NXIVM. That self-help group apparently is sort of um, a ruse. They're disguising the real purpose, which is just to be fucking cult members. Um, and yeah, it's 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 sort of taken a lot of folks by surprise because Alice and Mac, obviously from the Smallville fandom has a pretty big following she's refused to comment on her involvement in this cult (laughs) um she's she's been contacted obviously a whole bunch and she's not commenting at all uh but i just i don't know i was never a a huge fan of the show but i guess my mind was just kind of blown by this anyway and and how people can get involved in something like this you know i is she trapped does
1: she need to be saved
3: well, and that's what folks are saying is that she is simultaneously a victim and a perpetrator. Obviously she is a victim because Keith Rainier has brainwashed her, has abused her, um, and it's super fucked up. But she is also a perpetrator because on her, she she volunteered to go out and recruit a bunch of women. Some of the women she's recruited are the daughters of celebrities, Um there's, gosh, I'm, I'm looking for it now, but, but yeah, she's recruited a lot of folks from Hollywood, um, in this process. Uh, I just can't, I just can't wrap my my mind around this, guys. How people get involved in these cults? If someone says I have to brand you with a hot iron, I'm fucking out.
1: Right, I'm done. Yeah, I don't know. They they're brainwashed to think I don't know. They're getting a better life out of it. Could money potentially be involved? Could they just be that? down in the dumps that they think this is some sort of solution to a better life
2: i just can't help but think that this sounds like the plot to an episode of criminal minds
1: yeah
3: and oh so by the way i just found it in the article sorry but uh for example um Allison mack recruited the daughter of dynasty actor katherine oxenberg um, her name is India Oxenberg. She's sort of gone off the radar now, but reportedly uh was branded with Alice and Max initials in her pubic area.
0: Ooh.
3: Yeah, I mean oh. we're we're talking some really dark shit. The uh, and and I don't really understand how folks get involved in, in cults like this in the first place, but I will say it's easy to understand how they keep them there because one of the tenets of this cult is that on the first of every month, members have to hand over to Alice and Mac something called collateral. Um, these are anything it's anything from taped video confessions of crimes that they've committed, nude photographs, sex tapes, anything like that. And the idea is that if you ever try to leave the cult, Or spill any of the cult secrets that your collateral will be published and exposed.
1: That's crazy and sad. Yeah. Roshni, who's listening live right now, says, You don't think millennial patrons is a cult? People like to belong. There you go. People like to belong.
2: That's true, but we have not branded you with our show's logo. That's our 2018
1: benefit. Where do you think Matt is this week? He's he's going to a farm to find some uh, branding it's tools true. we can use.
2: You can come visit the host of your choice, <laughs> and we will brand you. That's <laughs> awful. It we is all know where achieving. Elisa's
1: branding will occur. <laughs> Chickahominy in the attic.
3: Yeah. Well, that's a I crazy
1: story, Elisa.
3: I know I can and I'd be curious if there's anyone out there who has any experience with cults or even if you've just from an academic perspective have researched it. I just want to know how does how, how does this happen? How do people get involved in something like this? i I do appreciate you know a human psyche wanting to belong to things and feel a sense of belonging. Um, but I just i can't I just can't believe that folks would willingly sign up for something where they have to be branded and abused physically, sexually, mentally. Like, really? I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't get, I, I, I'm not, this isn't judgment by the way. These, these people are victims to be clear. Mm -hmm. These are victims. I just would be curious to understand from a psychological perspective how this happens. But anyway,
1: one last point marta says cults are super crazy creepy most people join for similar reasons they join extremist groups isis white supremacists etc people want to belong and cults promise that feeling of belonging hardcore it's more complex than that obviously but it's the core idea behind recruitment yeah it's like scientology or a church or these frats yeah or sororities
3: well the last story i had um New research from Rutgers University's psychology department has found that there is now good scientific reason to confront your relatives this holiday season whenever they say something prejudiced or racist. The reason, it actually works. It actually succeeds in getting people to stop saying that shit, and in some cases to actually reflect inward and do their own research. They're not saying it works every time but they are saying that it works most of the time. So social psychologists, Diana Sanchez and Kimberly Cheney study the way that people react to being confronted about making bigoted statements. And um, their research was over the course of two years. And they discovered that when people are confronted, there's an innate sense of guilt and feeling bad uh, that, that comes with that because they no longer belong. It's kind of, it's kind of like, connects back to our previous story there's a sense of oh god i don't belong in this family i don't belong in this social group and they feel bad about that and so they stop saying it in some cases they might even reflect and go and research okay is what i said actually offensive was i wrong etc but in all cases you know it's it doesn't it doesn't do any harm and one of the psychologists was quoted as saying confrontation is hard So unless people know that it actually works to reduce racism and bigotry, they won't do it. And the message they want to send is so do it because it does work.
1: Yeah. I think, um, talking with your relatives around a Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner table is good because you, you don't have those same attitudes that you do online. When you're sitting behind a computer, you'll have, uh, A little more courage. (laughs) I do not want to get in any political discussions with people at the dinner table. Um, Online, I will. And and this point relates because I think um, what this study found is accurate. If you're confronted, you're like, oh, I want to be accepted. I want to have a good conversation. I don't want to get into a fight. And so I think that's part of the reason why... um, Doing it face-to-face works.
2: I agree. I feel like, and this is just speaking from a place of personal experience, uh, wondering how to broach this with family members that you know have deep-seated bigotry, uh, but who don't talk about it or say anything bad in front of you because they know that you'll flip the fuck out if they do. You know what I mean? Like, it's really tough to find yourself in that situation where you know that you're spending a ton of time around somebody who is holding ideologies that are so incredibly reprehensible um, and feeling like it's difficult to have a genuine relationship with somebody like that if it doesn't get talked about. Like, what do you do? Do you go like, hey, I know you're racist, so let's talk about it, you know?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well and they did say uh, for what it's worth that in a lot of cases it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily change the person's mind but it does change the person's behavior
1: which mm-hmm.
3: which to be honest with you in my opinion can be just as good if someone's a fucking asshole in their head and I don't have to know about it or hear about it um, you know, it's still going to manifest in, in harmful ways throughout their life, no question. But um, at least it's not manifesting outwardly and so overtly in front of, in front of other people and making mm-hmm. other people c- uncomfortable. So you know, even if even if they're still thinking these dumb, terrible thoughts, you know, I, I just I, I consider it a step forward if they're just not verbalizing it anymore. Yeah, that's true.
1: Anywhere, not Facebook, not in person. I got another fight with my with my brother in law, and ugh, I I gave him one simple sentence. He came for California on Facebook and it pissed me off, so I drunkenly wrote like one sentence in the replies. I wake up at like 6 a.m. At 4:30 a.m., he had replied with four multi-paragraph replies, oh, and God. and I just hit like on the bottom two, and then I tapped the top right of the post, and I said unfollow this post. Don't give me any no- more notifications. Apparently, my cousin commented on it too, who I who I love dearly, but she's also uh, you know drinking the Fox News Kool Aid. I didn't look at it and i still i still haven't i don't i don't care i don't want to read this bullshit i hate facebook for political discussions unless you agree yeah. with me
2: <laughs> unless you're part of my
3: echo chamber
1: exactly well they're echo- <laughs> uh don't, don't get me started i just
3: so i figured we'd wrap up the show with a quick game of google that shit we haven't done this in a while yeah yes everything so I've got three different ones we're going to try they're all related in some way to the stories we've covered the first one is is the royal family hmm what comes next is the royal family racist
1: (laughs) (laughs) still alive
3: (laughs) Okay. Uh, inbred. Ooh, good one. Lord. That actually is one of them. Jesus. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm serious. The top. The top one is is the royal family German. Eh. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> second one is is the royal family Catholic because someone doesn't know their history. Um, <laughs> like what the fuck. <laughs> the fuck is the royal family catholic just start
2: with catherine of aragorn and then just like move your way forward
3: yeah that's you'll figure it out (laughs) fuck i whatever anyway there's a lot of people out there who (laughs) don't need to just just sit down in front of the tutors for one night um then after that is the royal family inbred (laughs) fucking right got it Um, then is the royal family having twins? I don't know how an entire family can have twins. Is the royal family racist? Is the royal family Jewish? Is the royal family reptilian?
1: Wow, that must have been a Reddit attempt.
3: That is definitely my favorite. All right, second one. Why is sex so...
1: Hard. Messy um not appealing to me <laughs> <laughs> expensive
3: good um, why is so the top one is why is why is sex so good nice <laughs> noise <laughs> why is sex so important to men mm. why is sex so emotional laura why do you get so emotional? Oh, God. Why is sex so awkward? Why Why is sex so overrated?
2: Whoever typed that in, I'm sorry for you. You well, need to find another partner.
1: Why is sex so important to men? Because we want to fucking enter you. We love you and we want to pound you. We want to mark what's ours
3: wow well that's Columbus complex huh I can't unhear that
1: (laughs) I'm branding you
2: you know I had I got into a debate about this and it's a bigger topic for another time but I I talked about this with a friend the other day who was asserting that men have naturally higher sex drives than women
1: False. yes that's true
2: Says
1: what? That's says false. who Sa- says says every guy I hear from who, who's dating someone.
3: No. <laughs> it's so not true. First of all, it's a stereotype. That's a harmful stereotype to both genders, by the way. Secondly, I think the re- one of the reasons it's so pervasive is so pervasive rather, is because men feel compelled to lie about their sex drive sometimes because yep. they're trying to be hyper masculine like hey bro i to smash that puss right
1: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah like, and equally women are compelled to lie about theirs or else they get labeled sluts exactly uh,
1: good point okay
3: anyway moving on <laughs> so last one how do i get my family
1: To like mm. me <laughs> to agree with my political views
2: um how do i get my family to pray mm, that's a good one how do i get my family to pay for my wedding meet my boyfriend
1: <laughs> oh yeah
2: accept my Orientation or sexuality or whatever.
3: These are so much sadder. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, the top result is "How do I get my family back?" Oh, Aww. oh, fuck. That was. I don't know if to laugh <laughs> or cry about that. Elisa,
2: <laughs> that's why sex is so emotional for me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
3: Um the second result how do i get my family mobile account number
0: Oh boy
1: <laughs>
3: Uh the third one not funny at all actually back to being sad how do i get my family out of Puerto Rico
0: Ooh Yeah uh...
3: Um how do i get my family to respect me how do i get my family to move in Skyrim <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shit, you can have families in that game? I need to buy this already. That's cool.
3: That's hysterical. Oh. But this is this one beats Skyrim even. How do I get my family adopted for Christmas?
1: <laughs> some of these I some of these I swear are like Reddit or these other online communities that gang up on Google to, to screw up the results. Remember how like, it must be. One of the top Donald Trump results was pretty bad. One of the top Donald Trump search results, I think it was. I don't think it is now, but
3: Yeah. And then the rest of them are not they're they're pretty normal. How do <laughs> okay. I get my family back together? How do I get my family on family feud? How do I get my <laughs> family to help around the house? But I have to say Skyrim and getting your family adopted for Christmas might be my favorites.
1: Hey, by the way, jumping back to this cult story, I wanted to bring up a comment from Angel who's listening live on Patreon. She says, uh, you know, we were talking about branding. She says, my boyfriend was forced to get branded with his frat letters during initiation for his frat six years ago. Sorry, it wasn't forced because they were all willing to do it, even though they were drunk and were called pussies if they didn't agree to it. Is that? Oh,
3: that's fucked up.
1: Yeah. Yep. And she says, my boyfriend only joined because he had no friends and he didn't really know what it meant to be in a frat first time drinking was during initiation. It's just fucked up because when I talk to the other guys who got branded, they just laugh it off and don't treat it as if it was a fucked up thing that happened to them. Like hello, hazing is illegal. He's trying to get it covered up with a tattoo soon. Oh man. That's awful. Yeah. Jesus
2: fucking Christ.
0: Yeah.
3: That's terrible. I mean that that goes into a whole conversation about free will because I mean he might have kind of maybe sort of consented, but number one, if he's drunk like, really drunk, can he even consent? I'd argue probably not.
1: And you're being I'd argue a, no. You, and you're being nope. peer pressured into it because you're a pussy if you don't do it.
3: Right, exactly. So between being drunk and peer pressured, I'm actually not sure that that was willful at all.
1: Yeah. Hey, I'm not being a pussy. I'm being smart. Come on. Anyway. Bye-bye. On to later topics. In After Dark Today... We're going to have a discussion. I'm really looking forward to this. We were talking in the group, in our private group amongst the hosts, about um, grocery services. (laughs) Thanks to Laura. Your delivery hasn't arrived yet, has it?
2: It has not. I'm really nervous, though, because I'm like 30 minutes out from the window, and we still have to do after dark.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Well, you can tell them to leave them at the front door, and you'll pick them up afterwards. They'll stay fine. They won't go bad. Um, So we're going to have a discussion about home delivery services, and as Elisa pointed out to us, it's a very millennial issue. It's a very millennial thing. We get everything Mm -hmm. delivered these days.
3: Yeah, this started because Andrew mentioned that he's gotten into, what is it called, Freshly? Yes. And I've been really curious about that service because all the food comes to you sort of already pre-cooked. I've been doing HelloFresh for a long time. I really like it, but it's wearing me the fuck out, so... (laughs) I need some recommendations in my life.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'll talk about that. And we also went to our Millennial Listener Group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Millennial Show, and people chimed in with what apps they're addicted to as well to uh, get things delivered and taken care of. So we'll talk about all that. By the way, this is the first episode of the month, so that means this installment of After Dark and Hashing It Out will be available to $2 patrons end up over at patreon.com slash millennial thanks everybody for listening i'm andrew
3: i'm elisa and i'm laura
1: see you everybody next time goodbye
0: bye but every song's like gold teeth gray goose tripping in the bathroom blood stains ball gowns stretching in the hotel room we don't care